Hello, and welcome to FRT, the IF podcast on the intersection of finance, regulation, and technology. I'm Conan French, Senior Advisor for Digital Finance at the IF. And for this episode of FRT, I'm very pleased to be joined by my IF colleague, Wolfgang Engel. Wolfgang leads the IF Middle East North Africa office, and we're excited to be joined by a special guest speaker today, Basel Gamal, who's the group CEO of Qatar Islamic Bank. Digital transformation of finance, Islamic banking, and the opportunities that innovations are bringing to the market is a really exciting nexus of topics that are important for us here at the IIF. IF and our partner Deloitte have been taking a deep dive this year into the barriers to transformation and how the C-suite leaders at our members are working beyond them to digitize not just today's products and services, but imagine how the new technology stack of the future can enable better products, services, and platforms for our customers moving forward into a digital economy. COVID has really emphasized the criticality of this digital transformation of finance that's underway. And we're seeing that it's not just using the newest technologies and upgrading the technology platform of the organizations. It's also the talent, culture, changing investor expectations, creating new structures and innovation cultures, and totally rethinking the products and services with the customer's needs at the core. This is an exciting time for that approach because they enable us to get the most out of new technologies that have come into the marketplace, such as machine learning, digital assets, cloud computing. Some examples of the impact of these technologies are setting up accounts. We see that new entrants and fintechs can help customers, for instance, set up an account with 24 clicks in three days, whereas some legacy players who have not transformed their core are still looking at a user experience of 90 clicks in 40 days. These customer-driven innovations are the core for QIB, which has led the development of Sharia-compliant services with their Islamic banking years ago and has now really embraced digital transformation. Wolfgang, I thought I'd call on you to introduce not just our speaker today, but also start off our discussion and give a little background on the topics that we're diving into. Over to you, Wolfgang. Thank you very much, Conan. Yeah, first of all, let me thank you, Basel, again for joining our podcast today. Islamic finance, of course, is a very important topic, and the digitalization process there, digitalization developments are very much of interest to our members globally. Basel, when we look at Islamic finance, this market continues to show significant growth rates in the Middle East and also globally. We are seeing positive developments both in the Islamic finance capital markets, the Sukuk markets, and also in Islamic finance banking business. Of course, there's also a lot of innovation happening in Islamic finance. Let me mention a few examples. The Islamic Development Bank is leveraging fintech by tapping into crowdfunding to fund projects in Africa. Despite the Brexit uncertainties, the city of London is considering to launch a green sukuk, also Islamic finance. In Indonesia, we are seeing that the stock exchange has introduced a new concept for integrated Islamic capital markets developments. And in our region in the Middle East, more and more central banks are making AOFI Sharia standards mandatory for Islamic financial institutions which are operating in their respective countries. So overall, a lot of positive news and strong developments which all support the growth of the Islamic finance markets. Most importantly, there is innovation in Islamic finance, particularly on the fintech side and in digitalization. 
Qatar and QIB are known for embracing these developments. So, Basal, let me ask you the first question. To which extent has the digital transformation impacted Islamic finance and your institution, QIB? Thank you for, uh, for that, uh, Wolf. I just wanted to thank you for, uh, for having me. As we're all aware, we're a service provider. As a service provider, we are driven by consumer preferences and change in consumer behavior. What differentiates a good provider to make him stand out is the ability to read the changes in behavior early and adopt a strategy that meets expectations and future trends. As a matter of fact, it is even more rewarding when we offer something that our clients have not yet asked for, but what is appreciated once presented. Having said that, and keeping in mind the change in consumer behavior and demographic changes over the past 10 to 15 years, we have seen a rise in digital and online engagement of populations across the world. Qatar is obviously no different than that. We have seen younger, more technology-savvy population generation becoming a critical and growing segment in the industry. Adding to that, the impact of digital innovation in other industries has changed the way we conduct our daily business. It was only natural that these behavioral shifts would have banks take a more aggressive approach towards digital transformation. Generally, banks have been embarking on on digital and online solutions, but only in parts and not taking a holistic approach to things. It has become a necessity rather than an option in the current environment. There are lots of common benefits for digital transformation, both from consumer and banks as service providers. Speed, convenience, lower transaction costs, reduced human error, and to a large extent, commoditizing most of the service to the clients. As Islamic banks, we have to be Sharia compliant. And as such, the processes for some of our products are a bit different than what conventional banks are offering. As such, the impact on Islamic banks would be even a more positive one. To ensure a process that is Sharia compliant with no room for human error, to ensure that even a longer back office process is at par with conventional banks in terms of speed and turnaround time, to ensure that the cost of transaction would be reduced significantly and as such more efficiencies could be captured. It is simply a change in the operating model for the industry. Basel, that was a great walkthrough of the benefits in efficiency, effectiveness that you're seeing from the application of new technologies and the digital transformation of your core. One of the key things that we've seen in our digital transformation studies is the role of regulation. And it's not just the role of the regulator, but it's also perception of the regulatory environment by our compliance units and the culture of compliance that we build. So the regulator is a critical enabler or challenge sometimes in digital transformation. My question for you is, how is the regulator in Qatar supporting digital transformation? As a matter of fact, Qatar Central Bank, as our regulator, has been pretty supportive of the digital transformation in general. QCB, or Qatar Central Bank in some instances, has been pushing banks for more digital solutions, focusing on key regulatory issues like anti-money laundering and combating terrorist financing and financial inclusion, reducing the cash-based transactions and so forth. The regulator has been quite accommodative 
and supportive of banks' initiatives in the digital transformation sphere. But understandably and rightfully so, they stay concerned about the data protection and information security and cybersecurity. To give you a few examples of that, QCB is launching a fintech sandbox planned, obviously, for this year for testing as a regulator developed solutions in the sandbox before launching to the real market or going live. Another example, QCB has introduced the mobile payment systems, or as they call it, MPay, which is electronic wallets for banks. QCB has also been encouraging and directing banks since the start of COVID-19 to implement multiple digital innovations and promote use of digital channels. There are also other initiatives locally and as the regulators are working on further increasing the scope of digital banking and digitalizing the transactions. From a regulatory perspective, the regulator has been supportive, but there are some work to be done to further grow Islamic banking regionally and globally. The key is the legislative side of things. As you're all aware, there are some key markets that do not have yet the legislative framework for offering Islamic banking and accordingly affecting the growth of the industry. With respect to Sharia issues, I personally believe there is still work to be done in terms of standardizing the products and documentation across different markets. We have that in some cases as a challenge. When we are dealing with different markets because of the standard documentation is not available and accordingly to be able to expand the industry some sort of standardization of documents is definitely a plus i'm unfortunately and obviously i'm not a scholar to give an opinion on that but as a market participant i would say it would be very useful Thank you very much. That was an excellent description of the regulatory environment and the framework and the strong support the banks in Qatar and QIB are receiving from your central bank from QCP. It's also very positive to see and very encouraging that the central bank is actually supporting banks and encouraging banks to embrace these developments. You were already talking about the standardization and the harmonization requirements when it comes to documentation. But what kind of additional support is required to further develop Islamic banking digital evolution in Qatar, in the region and globally? And here I was thinking of technical aspects, of data aspects. What are the aspects which are on top of your mind? comes to my mind actually to make things easier is the legal framework. That's number one. Currently, actually, there is no differentiation between Islamic banks and conventional banks from a legal or legislative framework. I think the first step is to have a legal framework that addresses Islamic banking or Islamic finance as an industry. Because the processes and an underlying structure of the transactions is quite different. I think that's something to be considered. As for digital transformation and fintech, we have seen quite the support locally and I think regionally as well in terms of promoting fintechs working with Islamic banks to promote the digitalization of Islamic banking or the Islamic finance industry in general. Those are the key things that come to my mind in the current environment. 
currently there is no acceptance of electronic documents in some jurisdictions. That is something that goes under the legislative framework to have that included to be able to to digitalize more products and standardizing the process. The same applies for electronic checks or e-signatures and so forth. I think those are the key things that we need to address to be able to expand the digital transformation of the Islamic banking or even for the banking sector in general. I think that you've introduced there some of the key building blocks that are really required for digital transformation of the industry. I was wondering, as you look at the fintech sector, many of our, our leading institutions are partnering with fintechs and working with fintechs as they help to rethink the services and customer engagement. I was wondering, what are the challenges and opportunities that Islamic finance fintechs in particular are encountering as they grapple with the Sharia issues and digitizing the processes? I think you've introduced a couple there with the e-signature and documentation, but are there some things in particular that uh, the new fintechs are finding a challenge? I think generally speaking, challenges create opportunities. With the advancement in technologies and opportunities clearly outweigh the challenges. As I mentioned earlier, Islamic banking products carry a longer processing cycle to be Sharia compliant. In a manual processing world, this might put Islamic banks in a disadvantage compared to their peers, mainly in terms of turnaround time and more manual process and accordingly higher transaction costs. Introducing digital through fintech solutions would actually eliminate these disadvantages and puts it at par or better with conventional banks, depending on some comparable factors. Going back to that, personally, I don't see Sharia compliance as a hindering factor or a challenge. Fintechs are simply redefining the product or the process which is Sharia compliant, effectively making the process more efficient and timely, reducing cost of transaction and delivery to the end consumer. The key idea and theme for Islamic fintechs is the innovation of process and delivery of the products that are Sharia compliant. To give you an example, at QIB, we've introduced one of our products. It's called one-click financing. That's almost a year or more ago. The product is Sharia compliant as a personal finance. It is a process that FinTech enabled us to offer within five minutes. QIB was the first Islamic bank globally and first local bank that offered this product end-to-end. So as I said, what seems to be a challenge can actually turn into an opportunity. The challenges will remain not just for Islamic banks, but even for all banks in the digital era will remain the proper operational risk management, solid cybersecurity and business continuity planning to be able to expand a digital transformation and digital offerings to our clients. You just said challenges create opportunities and we all couldn't agree more. These opportunities clearly are on the Islamic finance side and, of course, also on the digital transformation side. QIB is known to be a very strong bank and is also known to be a very innovative bank. Looking into the future, what are QIB's growth and development plans and what is the role of the digital transformation going forward? QIB was started our journey almost five or six years ago. And we started right at the infrastructure. We started with changing our core banking system. 
which was a challenge, but we realized at the time that it's part of the future strategies that we're going to adopt. Since then, we have started the more apparent digital journey. In early 2018, we launched our bank-wide transformation program. The primary objective was to improve our customer experience, modernizing our offerings, and changing the perception that Islamic banks are less competitive or less innovative when compared to conventional banks. Obviously, when we were thinking of that, we were also aiming at improving our efficiencies and having a positive impact on our bottom line. So we started many and numerous initiatives at the time across all banks. We have taken what I call a holistic approach to things across all units of the bank and not just focusing on some processes or some products. For personal banking, it was the underlying products and offerings. It was for the wholesale banking, whether it was corporate or SMEs. It was also for our back office functions to ensure that efficiencies are well captured. Above all this, the undisrupted focus was on our info security and IT security infrastructure. We have so far offered key benefits to our clients, including 24-7 banking ability, simplified process, reduced turnaround time, effectively a much improved customer experience. Add to that targeted and personalized offerings through data analytics capabilities, making it well-received and obviously a more efficient use of resources. We have been first in rolling out some digital solutions in the market, and we keep working on more innovative solutions to meet our clients' expectations. We strongly believe that digital transformation is an ongoing process. We have to add and improve on whatever we build. I will not go through what we have offered so far or what we are planning to offer, but our KPIs in terms of digital penetration rates and usage of our different solutions have been more than encouraging as an indication that we're actually on the right track. Honestly speaking, the COVID-19 pandemic hitting hard, we were able to easily shift more and more clients towards digital solutions, keeping in mind that people's safety, both for our staff and for the clients, was and is our top priority. I can give you some examples of the growth that we have seen in terms of the usage of our alternate channels and digital solutions, which was uh, very encouraging. Sure. And Basel, if there was any other closing remarks you wanted to give on some of the, the digital metrics or impact or anything else? I think actually one of the questions that I really liked was the secret behind the success in achieving a digital transformation in financial sector in, in general. We consider ourselves that we have implemented it successfully to some extent, and it's an ongoing process, as I said. But I think that's a very important question for people or for banks embarking on the digital journey to understand and define their market. You need to define your market properly, define your clients to understand their needs. You can be offering something that is amazing in terms of digital solutions, but it's not for the right market. It's not for your market. So I think that's uh, that's a critical focal point for banks or financial institutions to keep in mind while approaching digital transformation programs. In our most recent report, we found that keeping the customer at the core was one of the most important enablers and starting points of digital transformation. So thank you for sharing that consistent observation with our, our audience.
thank you again for really walking us through your digital transformation story in an Islamic banking context. I think that your five-year journey to transform the core so that you can deliver amazing customer experiences like one-click financing and five-minute servicing was a great message to share. And also how the legal framework and the process frameworks for things like electronic documents and transaction structuring are really key enablers that working with the public sector can help to drive digital transformation in finance. So thank you very much again, Asal Gamal, CEO of QIB Bank, and Wolfgang Engel from IF Middle East North Africa for joining us today for FRT. Thank you, sir, and same to all of you. Please continue to tune into our podcast. Coming up, we'll have episodes on open digital trust initiatives and developments for digital identity. We have recent episodes on data ethics, risk, and data policy that may be interesting for you as well. So thank you very much for tuning in today, and we look forward to seeing you again on FRT.